You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Hello, this is Plum. Uh, hey, it's Kevin Davis. How are you? Hey, Kevin. I'm good. How are you? Good. Well, congrats on this great new record. I'm excited for new music from you, for sure. Thank you. Me too. Um, and, of course, I love that there were already two songs that I knew a little from the uh, extended edition, and I I just think it's a great way to kind of keep that story going. Um, I think that's one of the cool things about you from record to record to record and in writing about the last three for you now, uh, yeah. I get to hear the kind of the progression, you know, kind of where you are in life being reflected right. in your art. And I think that's pretty cool. And, 
yeah, naturally, even though I've already written about Lord, I'm ready now, I'd love to feature um, Exhale uh, in a similar fashion and yeah, you know, learn from absolutely. you a little bit of the songwriting story and, you know, biblical messages and also obviously personal application for you uh, yeah. in that song. So, yeah, if you Absolutely. wouldn't mind starting by telling me a little bit about how Exhale came to be. Absolutely. I love telling the story. So um, some of this will sound like deja vu to you because you've heard some of the back history that um, plays into all of that. But my um, husband, let me make sure I started off the right way. Um, my husband and I separated on a Tuesday, and it was that following Sunday that my tour manager brought him to church with him, and um, consequently, as you know, we reconciled and remarried, and and that has become our home church, and God really used that church in a very big way in our life, and so the very first Sunday that he went to church, very, very, very broken, had just left his wife and three kids, and was planning divorce, um, the pastor came on stage, and on a platform rather, and said, you know, hi, my name is Pete Wilson. I'm one of the pastors here at Cross Point, and he said, here, it's okay to not be okay. Mm. He said, at Cross Point, we want you to know that everyone is welcome, no one is perfect, and anything is possible. That is our motto, and you can belong long before you believe. He said, so just know that this is a safe place, and you can just rest here, no matter what you brought in this this morning with you, and... um." you're loved and you're not alone. And so my husband, while still separated from me, um, kind of almost resolved that our marriage was over, um, came to me and said, you know, I I went to church with Ricky that, you know, Sunday. And I said, oh, yeah? And um, he said, you know, the pastor said something. He said, I I just stood out to me. So it was like the first time in years that I feel like I could hear God speak. And or thought he was at least talking to me. And I said, what did he say? He said, and this is coming from a wife that was just desperate to change and then also desperate for my husband to want to change. And because we were both broken for different reasons, but I, I was in a very desperate, willing to do whatever place, and he was not at the time. And he said, you know, he came out and said, it's okay to not be okay. And then he told me their motto of their church, and it was like, everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and everything's, anything's possible. And that I didn't really have to believe to belong there. I could just be broken and it was safe. And he said, and I'm broken and I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, and I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. He said, I don't know that we're going to be able to work this out. He said, but it was like just encouraging to me for the first time to just feel like I could just not be okay and it was okay. And and so obviously as our, you know, it was kind of a starting point for him and a journey that ended up with us being made new and reconciling. And so Fast forward, that same pastor now as our home church was speaking one Sunday in his teaching, he said, you know, we don't exist for us. We get so caught up sometimes in, you know, what the church is going to do for us and you know, how much we agree with things that it's you know, doing or the aesthetics of the music or, you know, who's going to be there. And we go out into our regular lives and we come back and sometimes we complain and he said, I just have to make it very clear this morning. He said, we don't exist for us. We yeah. exist only to share the grace and love that we've been given. He said, we, we breathe that grace in, and then we go into our world and breathe it out. He said, so whatever church you choose to go to, whatever job you choose to do, he said, I don't want to make it sound like it doesn't matter. He said, but 
ultimately, God, God is doing his thing with or without us. He doesn't need us. He wants us, but he doesn't need us. And so when we're not living in right relationship with him, it's us that's missing out, not God. He said, but that should take a bit of pressure off that if you made a mistake, and of course my husband and I both had, and he was like, God redeems that. He said, because you didn't mess up his plan. You just are the one that missed out for a while. He said, but because mm. his mercies, you know, his mercies are new every morning, and he's a God of infinite chances, he just brushes you off and forgives you, and you can start over. And he said, I don't know about you, but when I breathe in a grace that forgives me and brushes me off over and over and over, I am so thankful and so loyal and so humbled to that that I just want to talk about it, which is why I started this church. Mm. I have a God that that scooped me up and loved me, and now I'm wanting to breathe him out. He said, and so no matter where you go to church, where you work, what career choice, what person you choose to marry, what, you know, all these things that we, we put so much emphasis on. He said, we exist to love and to serve. He said, which is ultimately just, just out of the outflow of the grace that we've been given. He said, so if you've, you know, this morning, if you're just kind of tossing and turning on what you're supposed to do, he said, I'll tell you right now. The answer is that you're supposed to love and you're supposed to serve. You're supposed to exhale. Just breathe out what you've been breathing in. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing and putting my own words in there while I say that, but that was mm. the gist of what he was saying. And I could not get to my notes app on my iPhone fast enough because I was like, okay, we have been completely restored and made new and redeemed. And I want to breathe that out. I want to exhale. And so mm. that was kind of the premise behind what I wanted the whole record to be. It kind of gave me a pinpoint to, to kind of, like to kind of, just to stand on of like where where is the, the the most specific direction for this record? Is it just love song after love song? Is it worship after worship? Is it thankfulness? Is it you know telling the story of, of what happened between the two of you? What is it? And and that on that day I realized the the real direction of this record is for me to exhale what God did and then trust him with it and not get too concerned about the marketing, too concerned about the touring, too concerned about the imaging, too concerned about the numbers or the sales or, or how many ads or but to just breathe out what God did and trust him with it. And so that's what I'm doing. And so I opened the song with, you know, that day back on a very black January that my husband had left me. Um, and it says it's okay to not be okay. This is a safe mm-hmm. place. This is a safe place. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. There's still hope here. No matter what you've done or who you are, everyone is welcome in his arms. And just the, the the freedom that happens in that chorus of just let go, let his love wrap around you and hold you close. Get lost in the surrender. Don't don't try to figure it out. Just get lost in it. You don't have to you don't have to understand it. You never will. It will never make complete sense that why a God would die for you and forgive you over and over and over and, over and promise you the hope of heaven. So just just surrender to it. And then as you're breathing that in and it's just breaking your heart in the best possible way and making you new, then breathe out, exhale, just say, and so I wanted to name the whole record that because although obviously every song has its own inspiration, you know, more specific to the song, the the record as a whole is one gigantic exhale. Mm, That's awesome. Uh, And actually, I love that, you know, I'm a big fan of, um, 
intentionality, I guess I'll say it that way. And yeah. and what I loved about, of course, the last record, and, and there is, of course, the carryover um, in you sharing mm-hmm. with me in, in two different of these discussions about you having the panic attacks and yeah. asking God to help you um, breathe. And then this sort of takes it now to, you know, what are you going to do with that? You know what I mean? Kind of like um, you've been restored, you've been uh, renewed, refreshed. Um, You have maybe more purpose now than you've had before. So, you know, where do you go with that? And one of my favorite things to do is I actually just typed in, um, you know, I've used um, the voice translation a few times when we've had these discussions. And I mm-hmm. use the message, but the voice seems to be a really cool new one that's sort of told in the um, person of God and calls him um, eternal uh, a lot. But I typed in breathe it in, and there's references starting in Genesis 1 and ending in Revelation 13. But I wanted to read you these two. Genesis 2-7, one day the eternal God scooped dirt out of the ground, sculpted it into the shape we call human, breathed the breath that gives life into the nostrils of the human and the human became a living soul. And I really love that imagery of just kind of where does that come from? Kind of where does our breath come from? And Mm -hmm. it's understood that that's actually the first example of him breathing his Holy spirit uh, into humans. And that's where I go as an imagery with this song um, as well. Uh, and then here in Second Timothy 3.16, and I feel like this is so kind of where you are now too, all of Scripture is God-breathed in its inspired voice. We hear useful teaching, rebuke, correction, instruction, and training for a life that is right. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's so much a little bit of your story too. Um, yeah. And then the very, very end of Psalms, because um, I just finished uh, studying the Psalms, is let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Um, and I yeah. feel like, isn't that also really your story, you know, and what you're saying? With this, yeah. I mean, that, that's probably the theme verse for the entire record, really. Yeah. Well, tell me, what, what is the location of that one again? Psalm what? Uh, uh, I believe it's in Psalm 150. Let's, let's type it in here. And the very, very end of it. This is the, yes, Psalm 150, verse 6. And this is actually, I'll just read it in regular New King James, because that's the one you would know it from. Or like the way you would have heard it there, or NIV, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. The the whole Psalm 150 is called, Let All Things Praise the Lord. And Psalm 150, verse 6, very, very last verse of the Psalms, is let everything that has breath praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Mm, I love that. And and so to me, when I hear the words breathe it in and breathe it out, (laughs) I think those Mm -hmm. different passages we just talked about um, so much really tell the story of where you are now uh, as both a fellow believer, as a fellow, you know, spouse and as a fellow parent um, that you now want to pass these truths on as well. Um, so that, you know, as you said, it's not as much about the marketing or the, the sales or the whatever, although I believe the Lord is blessing you in that regard also, because I'm seeing that people are asking me about you more now than they ever did. And I think that's awesome that I think that's showing you that 
you know, his word doesn't return void, which we've talked about. Absolutely. And that, and then there is power in that type of, that type of transparency, you know, that, that people very much can say, she's singing my story and, mm-hmm. and she's singing kind of my prayer in a way. Um, and so you, it sounds like you're cool with those verses. We just came Absolutely. up with Absolutely, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then what else would you want people to take away from? Let's go back to that first line that kind of inspired the whole thing because I think that's obviously a great takeaway message. So we do not exist for us but to share the grace and love given to us all. So kind of what does that look like for you and what would you like people to take away from that? Um, I just want them to take away freedom. I think mm-hmm. we have a lot of bondage to what is my purpose? What am I supposed to do? What career am I supposed to have? What, blah, 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 blah. And you know, what am I supposed to do in this situation? And I, I think it's one of those just little, little uh, I don't even know what you would call it on social media, but like this little picture I saw recently that says um, when you're kind of not sure what the right thing to do is, um, if you choose kindness and love, it will mm. always be the right thing. You know, the right mm. thing is always the kind and loving thing to do. And um, and I just think about how how much weight we put on who am I supposed to be married to, what career choice was I supposed to, what house are we supposed to buy, where are we supposed to move, what college should I go to, what da 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 And it's like, oh, hold on. We exist to breathe in his forgiveness mm-hmm. and share it with the world in the most loving, servant-hearted, gracious way we can. And so if you are the cashier, at your local grocery store or you're a doctor. Like, the point is that we exist for him. And Mm -hmm. so if our agenda is to be used by him, be set free from the bondage that you're not doing, you know, you're not, you're not, I mean, you can probably phrase it better than me, but just, of just so much, I mean, I have people come to me night after night of just, you know, pray for us. We're trying to make a decision about, and and you think, you know what? Be set free. Because right now, what is the most loving, servant-hearted thing you could do? Do that, and I promise you, God will make himself very clear. And that's Mm going to be hard, because sometimes to do the loving and servant-hearted thing, that that hurts your pride to have to do that. Or um, it makes you maybe look like you were wrong, or it's harder or um, it looks like you're maybe condoning something you don't want to condone. It's like maybe you're in a job that you hate, but maybe you should just be kind and positive to your boss and take him to lunch or, mm. you know, what, what is something loving and serving that you can do? Because when you do that, you get outside of you and you see God using you. And then it makes it like, oh, wait a minute. What I'm supposed to do is be used by God. That's what I was created for not necessarily a doctor or a cashier. I was supposed to be created for loving and serving on behalf of my creator. And then when you do that, I feel like you're, you're, you're kind of set free from the weight of what am I supposed to be? What's my purpose? What, what should I do here, here, and here? And it's like, and I remember on that Sunday when he said, we don't exist for us, we exist to share the grace of love. It was like, we had, we had a lot of questions in our mind about, you know, a business that my husband owns and whether we should renovate the house or not, whether we should do it or it. And it was like, okay, we are really weighed down by even 
our past. And it's like, no, you're forgiven. You're set free. Are you living free? You know, that's something else that he's, he has said. I mean, he's taught us a lot, our pastor. Just, we've, we've all been set free. Jesus died and he conquered hell and he came back to life and he, you know, gave us the hope of heaven. Like, we've been set free. But so mm. many of us just aren't living free because we're in bondage to what are we supposed to do and how are we supposed to do it. And it's just, we don't exist for you. Just love and serve with the grace you've been given and then trust God to use that and have confidence that the greatest thing you'll ever do is be used by him. So whether you're the cashier or the doctor, the fact that God's using you is the greatest honor in the world. And so Mm. just let him. And I know sometimes I've told, um, you know, teenagers especially, like sometimes God wants to see what he can trust you with, you know, in something little before he's just going to, you know, hand you this. And then, of course, that gets confusing when you see these huge celebrities out there not living for Jesus and mm. super famous and super rich. And it's like, yeah, but are they faithful? Mm. Do they put their head down at night free? Are they free? Mm. Are they living free? Because it, it looks to me like a lot of bondage out there. That, like, what if I don't get the next hit single? And, and is the label going to drop me? And, you know, a lot of those famous, you know, actors and actresses and celebrities so, you know you see them you see them at their high points you don't see them on the months and the years that they're, they're pining after work and, and needing you know another hit or another this or another that because if they don't then they're going to be dropped and I remember thinking one time when some I forget who it was but an artist was getting dropped because they just they just couldn't outdo their previous work mm. And, uh, by the way, that and, happens, as you know, in Christian music. Oh, for sure. And I remember <laughs> thinking their their existing work still had sold like a million copies, but their last record had sold like five million. So it was like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to get dropped because this is only sold. And I was like, that's still a million records. And it's mm-hmm. like they were a part of a community that doesn't really celebrate what they're doing. They're only really wanting to see how much more they can do. And it's because their focus isn't, being faithful and being used by Jesus, it's about something different. And so that's why I guess there's this bondage there. There's just to be free from that, you know, just be free mm-hmm. and breathe out. Just breathe this in and then take a deep breath of it and let it just get into every little nook and cranny of your spirit and your soul and then breathe it out and know that you're okay. Mm. And even if you're not okay, it's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm. Well, that's so awesome, as always, Tiffany. And um, I know we're only scheduled for 20 minutes, but can I read you two quick other things I want to tie into your song? Because I always love to uh, yeah. minister. I always love to try to minister back to you if I can. Um, oh, thanks. Yes, I do. I mean, I do have my next interview is in I think nine minutes or something like that. But yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. So you, what you just were sharing with me, and I love that because I re- absolutely want to turn that into a devotional takeaway, reminded me of something I read in Oswald Chambers' My Utmost for His Highest. And then it reminds me specifically of the, the verse, 1 Corinthians 10.31, and you've probably heard it in this way, the NIV way, which is, therefore, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory all of God. All to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what uh, Oswald Chambers wrote about that was, be, beware of allowing yourself to think that the shallow concerns of life are not ordained of God. They are as much of God as the profound. It is not your devotion to God that makes you refuse to be shallow but your wish to impress other people with the fact that you are not shallow. Beware of posing as a profound person. God became a baby. 
our safeguard is in the shallow things. We, li- we have to live the surface common sense life in a common sense way. The tendency is to look for the marvelous in our experience, but another thing to go through every day glorifying God when there is no witness, no limelight, no one paying attention to us. It takes God's spirit in us to make us so his that we are unnoticeable. I think that's wow. awesome. That is awesome. So, yeah, so I want to make sure I tie that in too. And, and it's really cool because the message translation of that same verse that that's based on mm-hmm. ties in exactly with what you just said. Don't be yeah. callous. Don't be callous in your exercise of freedom, thoughtlessly stepping on the toes of those who aren't as free as you are. I try my best to be considerate of everyone's feelings in all these matters. I hope you will be too. So that's mm-hmm. about kind of everything you do, do it for the glory of God, but be sensitive to others in the right. process. Right. Absolutely. So, so knowing you so knowing you in your heart, I just felt like those would maybe be a couple of other truths I could connect to uh to this type oh, of trial. Thank you. Thank you. That was awesome. Oh, well you're welcome. It's so it's so great that you give me such great material to work with. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> and and this will be our eighth devotional together in just a couple of years. So it's definitely a, a, a pleasure and privilege to do so. And uh oh. I see you're out with my friends JJ and Dave, so please say hi for me. Yes, I will. I will. They're wonderful. And if you can come and, you know, bless me in person and my daughters at some point here in Pennsylvania, please do. Just Absolutely, of course. Of course. If I'm ever coming, make sure we know. Yeah. Because I, I often know where I'm going tomorrow, like the <laughs> night before, but so I don't always know like that I'm going to be there. But Yeah, I kind of see you're a little bit in the Midwest right now. but um, yeah, yeah, Nebraska, yeah. yeah. And actually, you know what, we're, are you uh, doing the festival thing this year? Uh, say that again. At my, I do Are you doing any festivals this year? I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's. I think we have 15, maybe. So maybe we'll be headed that way to one of them. I don't actually know. Well, we're we have a major partnership with the Four Creation Festivals now, where we actually have our own stage. Uh, oh, awesome. Want, so I just wanted to pull that up because yeah, one way or the other, maybe we'll make something happen. Um, yeah, well, Jeff um, Jeff Roberts' agency is my booking agent, so wherever he gets the offers is where we go. So that works. we'd love to. Yeah, Yeah. well, one of the things we're working on now is we have this separate acoustic stage um, at Creation East, Creation West, Ictus, and Sunshine Festival. Um, so we actually are also, even if you're also singing main stage, we then also are booking artists on our acoustic stage. So it would be thinking of you, that would be kind yeah. of a cool thing. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I see you're at King's Dominion, Darien Lake, and some others, Life Light. Yeah, all right, well, well, we'll take a look at your schedule and see what we can make happen. That'd be great. That would be great. Well, thank you, Kevin. Tell your little sweet family hello. I will. Yeah, my daughters would absolutely love to come meet you at some point, so we'll have to make that happen. All right. Well, thank all you. Right. And no, well, thank you as well, and God bless. And uh, I'll be praying you. for you in this uh, record release, and uh, I'll try to get this up as soon as I can in connection right. with, uh, with the new album. Excellent. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. All right. God bless. Right. Bye. Uh, bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye.
Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 